episode number two of season two of Herding Prattle. The podcast where each week we prattle on about whatever the hell we want to. And try and herd it into one specific topic. So come along for the ride. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. How are you, Sarah? Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I have, uh, yeah. I've moved around quite a lot <laughs> since yes. last time we spoke. Um, You're... Moving about more in the pandemic um, than you've had hot dinners. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I didn't realise when we started this podcast that I would be co-hosting with such an international jet setter like yourself. If it's just Ryanair, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Honestly, your miles must be through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm very well. I've got a little bit of a cold, so if I sound a bit bugged up, that's why. Um, but I'm excited because um, this is a big episode for us, I feel. Uh, a big gay episode, would you say? A big motherfucking gay episode. It's the gay one. We're talking all things gay. <laughs> well, also, maybe we should say all things queer or like all things sort of, yeah. you know, under that umbrella, the big rainbow umbrella. Exactly. All things a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as my grandma would say, all things queer, <laughs> but not <laughs> not in the way that. <laughs> but not in the dictionary definition of the word queer. In the a little bit funny kind of queer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a queer one, Julie Jordan, kind of a way. We're already in with the Rodgers and Hammersteins reference. This is the gay episode. Get your unicorn cup holders, your rainbow umbrellas, your pride flags, wrap them around yourself and strap yourself in because it's going to be a, a bumpy gay old ride. <laughs> it's a romp. A gay old romp. I haven't had one of those since lockdown started, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you kick us off, Sarah? What, what do you want to talk about? What... what um, What's on your mind? Well, I guess we would start with the personal and then bring it out into the 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 world, I guess. Okay. Um for for me, um we've said it before, so it's old news, but um yes, bisexual person, so kind of yes. always new and then always um would feel like comfortable. Um, being around gay people or people who were um you know uh, maybe like closeted mm-hmm. um sorry did you say you felt uncomfortable or you felt com- no, com- comfortable, comfortable. Sorry. Like, so like I feel like when you do know from quite a young age you're like more it's nice to have like a safe like not even mm-hmm. safe but just like people that you get get along with you know mm-hmm. um so yeah, so I, I would just say, I would just say that um, I, I'm a person who, like, in every new situation or new job or new class or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I'm very um, straight passing for lots of reasons. Yeah. So it's never going to come up unless I bring it up. And then sometimes I'll bring it up and they're like, oh my God, like you never stop going on about, you know, so I like, I can't wait. (laughs) I have always thought that like, it must be strange for you to kind of when slash if it ever comes up in conversation Mm. because you're, you know, like a, you know, like a white 
cis woman who's in a long-term relationship with a man you know like you've been with your boyfriend for quite a while mm-hmm. I, I imagine it probably does throw people when you're like yeah no I'm, I'm 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 bisexual yeah I think it's because a lot of people including gay people still judge people by uh judge books by their covers a lot oh, absolutely bit proven wrong so mm-hmm. um I think we're all guilty of that but um yeah so it can just come up at like weird times like in one job I've been working there for a long time and um it took like a pride festival like coming up mm-hmm. um for for us to kind of we were just having a conversation about like oh like who who's gay and in, in the office and that kind of a thing weird conversation but you know and um <laughs> and they were like yeah I don't I don't think there is anyone and I was like oh yeah I mean I guess I guess I am do you know and then like explained and they were just like <gasps> yeah <laughs> they were stunned and I think that yeah I don't know I think they're stunned at how boring it is do you get me like there's nothing sure or really interesting um but yeah so that's been my kind of perspective um on it and that it's um bisexuality is one of those things that like you know you're kind of <laughs> you're kind of at different times like rejected by both the straight community and the gay community yeah, it's a weird sort of like subsection isn't it yeah exactly and so I think I think there's still uh, to this day like a very very like prevalent sort of whenever anyone's like oh I'm bisexual people are always like yeah okay yeah, yeah are yeah, you absolutely. okay absolutely. bye now gay later do you know what I, you know like yeah and that, that that's sort of way, attitude yeah that's the way it's phrased I guess in the um yeah in my experiences with um coming out to gay people who like in my naive brain it's like no one is going to get this more than a gay person like but how wrong am I because they're like yeah Yeah. no I was for a while but no and I'm like oh this isn't about you though this is about me yeah um so I do find that interesting because it's a very real thing that for lots of reasons gay men who've always been gay come out as bisexual first a lot of the time yeah um it's it's not everyone but it does happen a lot and so it does happen a lot I know so many people especially like when I was at university and things when I was younger yeah people where you'd be like you know they'd be like oh I'm bisexual and now I know them now and they're like oh I was never bisexual it's just kind of like a kind of stepping stone of like coming out of the closet absolutely and that's what I mean like it's perfectly valid to have that journey as I say for lots of reasons like there's lots of reasons people don't feel comfortable coming out gay there's lots of reasons maybe people don't even know but I do feel Mm -hmm. then to have the minority party turn around and be like you don't belong with us it's like the irony I can't (laughs) yeah no it's very true um but yeah but that's happened that's happened uh that actually this actually happened at a pride event um in Ireland uh, years ago when me and my friends came in and um, literally this lesbian turned around and was like, oh, the straights are here. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like mm. it was, it's such a weird, such a weird feeling. Um, it, it also happened um, me, when I was in college, we went on a trip um, to London and I, we were like, oh, like, let's definitely go to heaven, you know. It was the only club we knew of, to be fair, that, sure. that was gay. And so we queued, you know, for hours. Um, and then we got to the front of the queue and they were like, mm, I don't think so. I'm like, literally, I was like, I don't, I don't understand like what's happening. Like I get on this plane from Ireland to London and mm-hmm. they're, 
you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's confusing. It's definitely something that is a, is a small issue still. Do you know? Yes. But I think it's getting better. Hopefully. I think so. It's kind of like, I mean, I understand the reasons for, the, you know, the kind of idea of like, gay spaces or yeah. gay bars or lesbian bars or queer bars, or whatever, are like a safe space, you know, like away from yeah. the kind of like straight culture. Yeah, um, but there is also a kind, also with that, almost a kind of sense of like slight hypocrisy of being like, well, you know, you can't come in if yeah, you're not one I of us. Like but then you do yeah. understand. I feel like it, it at least comes from an area of like trying to protect that Base, yes but yeah it does become slightly yeah ironic when they exclude people too <laughs> it, well it's just a case of like you say of like judging a book by by its cover you know because literally in in situations like that mm. you know you're literally just in line and someone take you know like the doorman takes a look at you and assumes what your sexuality is and is like no no you can't come in because you're white and blonde you don't mm. in inverted commas look like the kind of person who would be coming here yeah so hopefully that is changing but yeah it's a very uh confusing mix of a lot of people who just want a safe space Mm -hmm. but it's important I think going forward to be like yeah as inclusive as possible while still maintaining that it's very difficult the other thing well the other thing about gay bars that I I mean this is just in my experience but I think is universal is whenever I've taken straight friends to gay bars or gay clubs They've always absolutely loved it and been like, mm. gay clubs are so much better than straight clubs yeah. because there's never any drama. Like, you know, like when you go to a straight club, there's, you know, just a club in general. We don't have to, I guess, say straight club, but a club mm. where it's predominantly a straight clientele. There's always some like drunk guy and another guy who has a fight or like start something mm. or like some testosterone fueled kind of like bust up. Yeah. That never happens in gay bars, mm. ever. Or at least in my experience, like you just you just don't experience that. Yeah. And especially yeah. when I've taken straight men to gay clubs, they've they've been like, it's so much more chill. Like there's no like, yeah. I guess on one hand because there's no competition again in inverted yeah. commas about you know yeah. like pulling women and stuff. And I agree. I mean, you know, I've I have straight friends. I've been to straight <laughs> bars and clubs. Um, yeah, some of my best. I mean, I'm probably. Too. <laughs> yeah you know and and that makes me a well-rounded person but yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's true I I just I just think that in general gay clubs uh, are just so much more like laid back than mm-hmm. straight clubs and I mean of course there's always drama and things on nights out when like alcohol and other substances yeah. are involved but mm-hmm. it's a different kind of yeah it's a different kind of drama, drama. it's gay yeah. drama <laughs> more, yeah. more, more, more hair pulling and, and, and tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny as well about like how, um, like even for uh, like straight women who go to gay clubs, like mm-hmm. some people are fine with that and some people don't like that. Um, mm. I think that's another example of an area that's like, like two, two groups of society that need a safe place are kind of coalescing like straight women some straight women prefer gay clubs because of the exact reasons you said there's no one fighting they're not going to get sexually mm. harassed um, yeah, so like yeah they're going to have fun um mm-hmm. whereas some gay men and women are like yeah you know that's understandable but this is our only place to kind of be ourselves sure. whereas, you know so it's i don't know it, there's no exact right answer but um 
I think as society generally gets a bit more progressive, there'll be more like enlightened solutions and I don't know, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. Gen Z will probably fix all this for us, hopefully. I hope so, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You're making us sound like these elders, like, oh, the young ones will sort this out in time. <laughs> I do think they will. I really do. Because even like, I think we've talked about in the school episodes, like nothing's really taught about being gay in school. So like, unless you're gay, you don't know anything or really, you know, understand. Whereas I think nowadays people might at least be aware from childhood and then maybe mm-hmm. less, you know, I don't That's know. That's true. Who knows? Who knows? I think that is true. I think there was a lot more awareness. Would you say that you've always known or did you know after a certain point? Oh, no, definitely. Even before I even knew what it what what it what gay was yeah. like I always so knew that you know yeah. like I wasn't one of these people who grew up really confused like oh what's going on like I was like oh no like this is how it is it wasn't like a growing up and being like oh this is wrong like yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily taught it was wrong but mm-hmm. I was kind of taught that it was different and it was like against the norm I guess yeah like other in some way yeah yeah I mean I grew up in a very very well, not, well, just like a small town mm-hmm. um, that was very like, I mean, I think I've spoke about it before. Like it was very, um, you know, like until I moved to London when I was 18, I didn't know any black people. I didn't know any gay people. Like, you know, it was literally just like a small little town, predominantly mm-hmm. white people. And I didn't know any, any, there was like the one gay kid at school. So I do feel that I kind of like had a kind of, you know, like general puberty. I do feel that like from the age of 18, I went through like gay puberty because yeah. until that point, I didn't really know any anyone else who was gay or like anything about sort of, I guess, gay culture or gay history yeah. or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the kind of exposure I'd had to it was like, you know, like when Saeed and Christian on EastEnders had a gay affair, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're growing up, those were the only kinds of examples of, of, gay people you know I moved up to the bright lights of the city when I was 18 and had my eyes open to the whole kaleidoscope (laughs) (laughs) did you did you feel more like relaxed would you say I guess so I mean it varies I mean I think lots of gay people feel the same it's like an ongoing process Mm. um and I do feel like I mean I, I say this I don't know if this is like politically correct but as I've got older, I do feel like I've got gayer, again, in inverted commas. But I think what I mean by that is, like, like I just know myself more and more the older I get. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm accepting of myself more and more the older I get. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of leaning into, you know, like, all those kind of, like, um, like toxic things that you're taught, not even outside of sexuality, but in terms of gender, you know, growing up with, like, masculinity and femininity and yeah. gender roles and all those kind of things. But yeah, so I do think it's ongoing. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's true. I think outside of sexuality, just, you just, you just know yourself better the older you get, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, that um, makes me think of, um, I think we've spoken about this before, is pride then mm-hmm. being a thing you and I don't particularly like fawn over every year. It's not necessarily our no. particular like, you know thing even though we might go but you know what I mean like there are people who are like yeah yeah and sort of plan their year around it you know like it's Christmas you know like okay well have you booked off pride you know like the year in advance that sort of thing yeah Yeah. um yeah I just I find it really really interesting especially the more history you learn about pride parades in different 
um, countries and as like a mm-hmm. whole movement of how mm-hmm. it started and what it is and all this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I think as long as we've been alive, it's more like it's it's a celebration and, you know, rejecting of shame and stuff. Um, but especially in more recent years, it's become very trendy to be like, we're accepting of gay people. And it's like, you sure. don't, you don't get prizes for that and also uh-huh. it, it can be quite weird that something that like started out as a protest for human rights is now being sponsored by like pepsi and coke sure 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 sure, sure. <laughs> all these are sponsors that like have quite visible sort of like anti-lgbt histories when you look it up mm-hmm. until like very recently and currently still some of them yeah exactly but they'll have like a rainbow you know um edition skittles and then it's like yeah brilliant (laughs) yeah i worked for a very very large company in america uh the head of the company is a uh animal with big ears if you get the connection and every year they release like a i mean it's unofficially called the pride range of merchandise Mm-hmm. but it isn't called pride it's just called the rainbow merchandise you know yeah. so it's, it's it's just kind of you know profiting off of pride but also not putting that label on it because we can't offend all of the like right-wing people who are against that because it's just yeah. rainbows it's not pride it's rainbows it's just yeah. a rainbow soft toy it's just a rainbow yeah. uh t-shirt you know yeah. um whereas there are gay people who, you know, like all around the world who will go to um, Mouse's theme park <laughs> um, for the Pride. You know, the famous, the famous theme park, Mouse's theme park. <laughs> um, I actually have been to Mouse's theme park Paris, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's an example of it. And I mean, that company is kind of, taking strides with it and in the last couple of years they have Mm -hmm. their park in Paris they do actually do a pride parade there and they're the first park to annually kind of recognize it as a gay pride parade but every other park around the world um it's kind of like the you know like don't ask don't tell thing you know it's like (laughs) these are rainbows and these are here for you and all this merch is here for you and enjoy that but also Don't tell us what you're actually celebrating. You know, just come and wear your rainbows and have a good time. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Um, so yeah, yeah, it can be it can be a bit of a weird, oh yeah, a weird time. But um, I also feel like um, pride parades in recent years get people um, more confused about what it is. Do you know, because mm-hmm. you do often have people saying like, "Well, why isn't there?" um straight pride or, or other things basically that 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 suggest to me that it's like oh this is a this is purely a celebration like this is just fun like you know it, you're mm-hmm. you're celebrating your kind of um culture or whatever so why don't we have other par- parades celebrating other culture and i think that's where the confusion comes in because it seems so like a party basically it does it must just it must be a party but it's like it's so you're missing the whole history that's baked into going. it kind of ties into the whole thing you know with recently with the whole like all lives matter and you know like it's the same thing where it's like of course you know like people can be proud to be straight people people can be proud to be themselves regardless of your gender race sexuality 
but the like things like pride it's celebrating the fact that for most of history gay people lgbt people queer people have been oppressed and discriminated against for the majority of time <laughs> and yeah. it's a celebration of the fact that now that isn't really the case anymore i mean obviously i mean it's not it's not perfect but you know in terms yeah, of like rights and and you know like compared to 50 years ago 20 years ago it's come on in leaps and bounds and it's a celebration of that it's not so much a celebration of oh i'm gay here's a parade it's a celebration yeah. of oh i'm gay and that's recognized you know like that's not an opinion that's mm. you know that's my existence and it is legitimate yeah exactly um yeah and it is interesting that you say like the last um like 50 years or whatever um because mm. in in Ireland it was um yeah it was still illegal illegal to be a gay person um up until 93 so mm-hmm. just the year I was you know, born yeah so like um <clears throat> it's it's very it's very strange and then t- you take that journey from 93 up until 2015 where we mm-hmm. were the first country to legalize gay marriage by a popular vote um mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's all it's it's been in the making for a long time, but I can imagine it feels all very fast. Do you know that kind of a way? If you're outside looking in, I feel like it probably feels sure. like, oh my God, you know? So I feel like that's what's so interesting is that sometimes if you're in on the journey the whole time, it feels like this should have been done hundreds of years ago. Whereas maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not, it can be like, oh, why, why, why do we need all this? Do you know isn't it sure. a bit much? you know like mm-hmm. that's the phrase I hear a lot it's like oh, it's a bit much isn't it and it's like that's the point <laughs> yeah but it's also like it's not really a bit much it's just basic human rights <laughs> yeah exactly but exactly but the way that you're campaigning for them is not the normal you know the quote-unquote normal way of doing it so I feel like mm-hmm. people who there's just some people yeah who don't get it I think um it's but, really strange and it also like you were saying about like how uh, 1993 it was still illegal to be gay in Ireland I think that is also a big part of pride today is the fact mm-hmm. of you know that like we we can have a pride parade here in the UK and celebrate the fact that we're allowed to do that but there are mm-hmm. still a lot of places all around the world where it is illegal and pe- people will be killed yeah. to yeah, be gay exactly. you know and so yeah. it, it's almost for for those people as much as it is for us you know like it's all very good and well me going to parade and just mm. having a party with all my friends, you know, mm. for those people around the world in those places where, like, it isn't okay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's for them as well. Um, yeah, and I think you were telling me before one time that you um, so because, like, London Pride, it, it's like, oh my God, like, it's it's very overwhelming. That's one of the reasons why I don't... Very overwhelming. But I've only been once, but... It's still, it's still, like, a fun atmosphere, but, like, so is, like, any big, like, celebration. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think you were saying one year you saw, like, an elderly man at, at one? Yes, I was going to say this, yes, so... Just an interesting perspective. Yeah, when I went to Pride, I mean, I've only been once, mainly because most of the times I've... I think I've just been working, you know, mm-hmm. so I haven't been able to go. Um... But yeah, the year I went, mostly I, like you said, I did just find it a bit overwhelming because Pride in Soho in London is just, it is, it's a lot. <laughs> it's like a yeah. sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the thing that kind of I really remember is when we were watching the parade, 
you know, like you're like, oh, it's crowded, it's busy, like you can't really see anything. Like you're like, oh, yeah. there's the Barclays float, cool, I guess. Oh um, you know, <laughs> you know, like literally. But then, yeah, I remember seeing um, like an older man, I guess, like a, a granddad, and he had mm. his grand, he had like his like five year old granddaughter on his shoulders. Um, and they were just watching the parade and cheering and, you know, just having a great time. And seeing that, I was like, oh, like, that is actually, that's why this is important. Or, you know, like, that's, if you're going to, if, like, if I'm going to take anything out of today, even though, like, it might not necessarily be my thing in terms of mm. the, the street parties and the parades and the, yeah. the you know, the half-naked men everywhere, which sounds mm. like it would be nice, but is a bit <laughs> much sometimes. Yeah. Um, this is really cool, you know, that this, you know, little girl has just been brought to see the parade yeah. and it's normalised, you know, kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, I guess like, like Mardi Gras or something, you know, mm. like it's just like an annual thing each year that you go and you celebrate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it's accepted, you know, as mm. just something that's ordinary, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's also really sweet, I think, to think of it from that, um, from the older generation's perspective as mm. well, because they've had more of a, they've had a harder time than anyone our age has oh, absolutely, had. absolutely. So, and I think that gets older. forgotten yeah, exactly. so much as the years go on, because it's very difficult to empathise with things that you haven't lived through, because it's yeah, history. Yeah. It's just something you learn about, if that, you know. I mean, I know a lot of gay people who don't, don't really know anything about their sort of, you know, gay yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. And it is hard to empathize with that, but it's so important to recognize, you know, that people, it isn't, it isn't a given that the rights you have today, you always had, and people yeah. fought for those rights and died yeah. for those rights. Um, but yes, no, so I, yeah, it completely is a whole other, um, yeah, that's a whole other facet to it when you think of the people, yeah. you know, that did sort of pave the way. Yeah. Exactly. For us to be able to have this parade that you can or cannot go to because it's your choice, you know. But, you know, at some point, you know, these people chose to have a parade when it was illegal and march for, do you know what I mean? And riot and... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, I also feel like um, cities in general are like little gay bubbles where it's like generally more accepting generally but that is a huge yeah i think that's why lots of sorry sorry i interrupted you go on no no but i just feel like it's it's it doesn't mean that everywhere else is not accepting but in my experience a lot of the reason that gay people move away is because like it it becomes kind of clear that you can't fully live your life in some places so you you often seek out cities where there's lots of people who are like you essentially of course yeah i mean that's generally yeah but that's just like geographically you know because cities are bigger and denser you just have a wider range of people from all kind of backgrounds and you know Mm -hmm. races and sexualities and stuff um speaking of gay bubbles i need to top up my prosecco should we have a break yeah let's do it We are back. Yes, the gay bubbles are flowing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I would like to talk about uh, growing up kind of when we did with, Mm -hmm. and and still now kind of, um, Will and Grace, Modern Family, and kind of more pop culture 
representation mm. and I don't know celebration who knows um mm-hmm. your thoughts mm. I mean growing up at home it was I didn't enjoy them because I was always worried that it would be brought up <laughs> <laughs> that oh, we, do you know what I mean that it would incite a conversation that I didn't want to have that makes sense. <laughs> so like no it was kind of like um yeah, gay terror you know <laughs> like you're watching a film or you're watching a tv show and you see two men kiss and you're immediately like oh my god oh I think <laughs> you as a child were like get that shit off <laughs> yeah I was like oh you know <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't really know I mean it, it kind of bothers me a lot I kind of have a bit of a, a sort of love-hate relationship with uh, mm. There was definitely definitely that period of, like, film and television where, um, you know, and I mean, still to this day, it's, it, is, it is still happening, where, you know, like, representation is all good and well. Yeah. But when only, like, a certain stereotype is being represented, yeah. mm. I think that's a bit frustrating. And that is, is changing now. Yeah. But growing yeah. up, it was kind of very much like... You, you were only kind of seeing that kind of like stereotypical uh, mm. sort of uh, gay character in, in a film or in a TV show or whatever, um, mm. which is valid because there are lots of people who are like that and is valid yeah. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But when mm. that's all that's being portrayed and you're kind of yeah. like, oh, I don't necessarily relate to that, but all of media is telling me that that's what a gay person acts like yeah. and is. And when mm-hmm. you're a young kid in a small town and that's the only thing you have mm-hmm. to recognize, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, I find it kind of like a little bit alienating, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is so interesting now because now I feel like there's such a wide range of kind of, in terms of LGBTQ and all that, there's such a wide range of representation on on television and in media and, you know, all, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But no, growing up, it was very much like, if there was any kind of representation, it was like the one kind, it yeah. was just the gay stereotype kind of representation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which... and, and, and always in like comedies as well, just as like another thing to-, to Oh yeah, yeah, always just as the-, as the yeah the supporting comedy funny best friend never like Mm. the you know romantic lead or you know the Mm. you know um but then I mean I imagine for you it must have been even tenfold because I mean what bisexual representation was there like like what's the first thing you remember seeing where it was a bisexual character or reference or I mean I mean this to be fair this probably doesn't even count I wouldn't even count it because it's a musical which uh, musicals are quite gay, gay! <laughs> it's a musical <laughs> that was turned into a film but but okay. the first time I, I remember seeing on screen would be um Dina Menzel and Tango Maureen in Rent the Film in 2003 oh, sure. I, think mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. but um so um no I think it's 2006 anyway um but so that's the first time I saw a, a bisexual character that I that was openly that I guess um <laughs> Do you want to hear my hot take? Oh, okay. My hot take is that the way, even though it was imperfect, the representation in like Will and Grace and Modern Family and stuff, mm-hmm. it, it started the journey to kind of, as you say, getting a bit more diverse, a bit more realistic, which is sure. kind of where we, we're at now or where we're going now. My hot take is we're still 
not even at the will and grace stage when it comes to women uh homosexual relationships uh, because it's 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 the stories are being told don't get me wrong they are and they have been told but Mm -hmm. it's more like the indie films and the Mm -hmm. like it's it's low budget it's not the family watch do you get me it's it's still more socially acceptable in some ways to be a gay man than to be a gay woman yeah no absolutely it's just such a weird thing that it's like i just feel like i don't know we could probably talk for hours about why it hasn't happened yet but my guess would be that people are people are afraid that people won't know what to make of it that's what i think you know, I think probably similar conversations about why it took so long for uh, those shows to get made. Because it was like, mm-hmm. well, who is this for? And does it have a big enough audience and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm I'm still waiting for those. Well, even now, isn't there that new film that's coming out this year? It's a Christmas film, I think, with Kristen Stewart. And um, yeah. I think it's Universal, maybe. Um, and it's the first sort of like major film ever to have two female romantic leads. It's like a Christmas film, and then the two, and then the Christmas Stewart is a lesbian, and she she has a love interest who's a woman. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so again, I feel like that's good, and that people will go. A lot of people, I'm sure, will go see that for the names alone and that kind of thing. But I do feel like it's still confined to like film. Do you get mm. me? Whereas I'm talking about like cultural touchstones of like, you know, a lot of straight people being aware and maybe even fans of things like Will and Grace and Modern Family. You know, like the Oh, I see what you mean. Kind of, right, like, right, right. As in something that's suitable for kids, basically. Do you know that kind mm-hmm. of way? Some some kind mm-hmm. of um funny show. Maybe I'll just have to write it. Do you know I'm I'm free. Please do. Please do. <laughs> um because I would I would like to see that. But yeah, but no, going back to bisexual representation, I mean like Eek. like it's not what, great. what representation yeah. yeah and when it is it's very um it's fi- when it wh- okay here's here's the other hot take is that whenever you do show a bisexual on screen it's always a woman and never a man because again i feel like people are like mm, male bisexual <laughs> you know like it's not, uh-huh. it's not a thing um also i feel like what so many people in so many different minorities just want is just like a, an average TV show, like nothing to do with them coming out. Like that, like that's not the focal point. Just imagine mm-hmm. just having a show where it's just like you're just a person and it's, you know, and it's like nothing to do with your. All right, Sarah, this podcast isn't a place for you to voice your radical ideas, okay? <laughs> Let's just stick to things that are actually going to happen, okay? I. <laughs> I don't support the radicalization of hurting Prattle this way. No, no. We've always been a proudly Republican podcast. Absolutely. Traditional family values. Family, family values. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so, um, I'm just, I'll just have to, to write that. Um, another thing I'd like to talk about is um, the internet and how much that's mm-hmm. played such a big part in homosexuality um, in so many different ways. Um, okay. Not least by giving people like no matter where you are in the world a a community to talk to Mm -hmm. um before basically before the the internet and and you would have to physically you know find someone or know someone as you say like Mm -hmm. um, whereas now at least you've got you know you're always going to have some someone to maybe like talk to or 
find out information um mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of cool but i also think on the flip side the internet you know can be not a great place sometimes um mm. for for gay people too and i feel like um yeah it's uh it's just a reflection of humanity isn't it? it's got good parts and bad parts i guess yes yeah <laughs> these these wide raging thoughts of yours <laughs> it's humanity and it's good and it's bad <laughs> but no it's true i mean it's kind of yeah it's a double-edged sword but i mean i think well yeah like you said you can say that about anything but i do think specifically in the gay community it's i i do find it a little bit fickle it's a community that kind of like preaches love and acceptance Mm. Uh, and inclusivity but within that there's a lot of um of uh dividing and judge judging and you know uh, excluding um yeah and yeah it's uh that's kind of like my issue with like again in inverted commas like the lgbt community you know yeah yeah um it's not necessarily a community that i've always felt welcomed in Mm. um and so yeah like it, it, it's it's an interesting one um yeah because i feel like just from a few um people that i've spoken to who would use um like the apps and stuff um oh God, well, maybe we could do a whole bloody episode about yeah, the apps i mean episode, but i just mean something <sighs> i've heard from from several um gay friends using those apps is that like it, it, there's clear you know um yeah ex- exclusion on those apps like like open like oh um, absolutely, absolutely. And, like other other things that's very yeah. clear that it's like th- those things those things that straight some straight people think are bad we also think they're bad like you know there's it's just like <laughs> yes. it's so confusing and it, it is yeah at sometimes it seems a little bit toxic do you know oh very i mean especially i mean if we are talking about apps especially toxic when you're on those apps it's like a difficult cycle because they're the only place really because who, who meets people in person anymore i mean i know that's how you met your boyfriend but you're the the freak fluke in that <laughs> you know it's like this vicious cycle of this is the only real place you you tend to meet people these days mm-hmm. um but a lot of the time it's so toxic and so uh uh shallow um that you go through this vicious cycle of where like it just makes you feel shit about yourself so you delete the apps because you're like oh this is this isn't good for me um Mm. and then you know you're like oh i'm gonna die alone and i there's no other way to meet people so you download them again and then you just start the cycle all over again and i'm sure that that is true in general for everyone but i do think it's much more concentrated in the sort of gay community because within the community you're then put into all these different boxes and subcultures and types mm. and you know mm. it's like are you mask are you femme are you a cub are you a bear are you a twink mm. are you top are you bottom are you this are you that and it's like sounds generic to say it but it's like well, i'm just me <laughs> you know like yeah. why um you know why and if you don't sort of fit into any of those boxes or what someone else is looking for in that mm. box mm-hmm. you're kind of fucked yeah or at least that's been my experience with it yeah but I've, I've heard that a lot too I think I think it's interesting as you say because I actually think there's a, at least a subsection of people who would like 
there to be an alternative to meeting people that isn't apps or a nightclub mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that they want those things to go away it's more just like as you say if there was a, a calmer place with less mm-hmm. scrutiny you know to mm-hmm. meet people um that would be great so again gen z i feel like <laughs> we're gonna have to come up with something um they've got a lot on their shoulders <laughs> they do they do but um yeah i feel like um because i feel like history is so interesting like so much of this vicious cycle of telling people you can't be who you are forcing them underground people mm-hmm. then underground who are scared and you know need, need to be protective of themselves then mm-hmm. can sometimes develop like um you know like you like you say kind of um very judgmental type um approach to dating or in combination with lots of other factors like um as you even said at the towards the beginning like uh having a a separate gay puberty later in life usually for a lot of people Mm. um yeah I, i feel like you're almost setting up your boundaries again but yeah. now in a more slightly toxic environment where mm-hmm. as you say you have to kind of either assimilate into or just be like mm, you know I guess I'll I won't I won't get involved um mm-hmm. but the 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 thing I hope is that kind of like I'm talking about um Gen Z so much the reason is because I feel like how fascinating will it be to have children grow up and um if you like because I don't know and I'm sure it'll depend on geography but I just imagine that with the prevalence of so many things over the last you know like 28 years if you were to bully someone now in the playground for being gay or for being effeminate or whatever Mm-hmm. I just feel like there'd be a bit more of an awareness among some of the other kids to be like, that's not on. Whereas in our sure. day, I don't would even have the awareness to be like, that's oh not on. Oh my God, you did not just say in our day. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you I just did. said that in, with full, with full with serious intent. intent. Yeah, but I'm, I'm turning 30 soon, so I'm allowed um, speaking about young Gosh. But no, I mean, <laughs> I mean specifically our day in in the yes. playground. At like yeah, absolutely, six, absolutely. Six, seven, you know where where. What kids these days? I mean, I mean, how old do I think have kids these days? Um, but you know, it's it's so much more acceptable to be who you are from a younger age these days. I think, exactly. and it's not to say that it is at the point where it should be, but yeah. you know, I mean, there are so many people growing up who, from such a young age, can recognize what they are in someone else and and acknowledge that you know within themselves does that make sense yeah in terms of just role models and representation there is so much more around so it's so Mm -hmm. much easier for people to be like oh yeah that's me or i feel that way or i'm like that person Mm -hmm. as opposed to when we were growing up as we just said that there wasn't really as many um yeah exactly um so what are some of your because i feel like we've we've been quite heavy um what are just some of your favorite things about about queer culture stupid things just off the top of your head um let's see um from from my perspective um i like 
the I like the counterculture nature of of a lot of it. Um, uh-huh. I like that. I like I like wearing sensible shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like um, you know wearing kind of um, like sometimes like once a month. I like wearing like masculine clothes. Like I like things that it's just like. something that's rooted deep within I think all um, people who are homosexual is this real real like pit of your stomach understanding that like nothing we do matters so you Mm -hmm. might as well just do whatever the fuck you know as in the frivolous things I mean so why not like do whatever you want like no one's Uh really gonna like mind or if they do it's pointless do you know what I mean Uh um so you might as well just do what you want. Um, I like, um, I mean, musical theatre is is a is a for for um, all types of homosexual people in every single facet of the whole hub. You know, there's a place for everyone mm-hmm. in that, and I just I love that about that. Um, what about you? Well, I'm just say first of all, I think that being gay is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think campaign you're running on. <laughs> <laughs> make America gay again um we no I, I just I just think being gay is great and I think something that's really cool is as I've like I said as I've got older and as I um kind of you know I mean still to this day it's still a journey you know like becoming more and more comfortable with myself like yeah. I spent so long growing up kind of like pretending I didn't like the things I did mm. so now I just love celebrating the things I like that are gay in inverted commas. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do fucking love uh, musical theatre, you know, or like, or or dressing up or, you know, whatever it was. Um, So I I do find real joy now in celebrating the things that I always used to pretend I didn't like, you know, Mm. (laughs) which is kind of like a very, very simple kind of pleasure, but like still great, you know? um and I just I just think that like gay people have the best nights out uh you know they know how to have a good obviously I'm stereotyping I'm not putting everyone under the same brush but just in general um the best nights out the best hosts the best Mm -hmm. kind of uh guests to have Mm -hmm. the I I just think gay people are the best kind of people (laughs) 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 um yeah I mean I didn't have like a a traumatic upbringing in terms of Mm -hmm. my sexuality but there is and I think every gay person in LGBT and I mean I'd actually be interested to to hear what you think about this but just kind of like again I we don't need to go into it too much because we could literally be here for hours talking about this Mm -hmm. but growing up with a sense of shame I think that is very prevalent in a lot of gay people's lives growing up Mm -hmm. Whether they, whether they consciously know about it or not. But I, I do think, because like I said, I was never necessarily brought up being told it was wrong, mm. but more so that it was different. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that in society, if you're different, it's weird, it's mm. against someone. And so even with that association, there's like a sense of shame with that, you know? Mm. And I yeah. think that is like a, a relationship that a lot of gay people have to navigate throughout their life. Mm. yeah oh definitely 
I mean, I didn't experience much of that because of my own journey with it. But what I will say is that it, it very much to me mirrors the um, unlearning of misogyny that women also sure. a bit later in life, which is that there was no one, especially when we were growing up, there was no one being like, women can't do things like it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. It was just more like, you know, it was like you say, it was like cues from society that you would just take, you know, mm-hmm like that were just kind of a givens I suppose um uh-huh. uh what you should and shouldn't do or how loud you should be or what kind mm-hmm. of things you should play with or um who your friends should be or you know just just little things that all add up um how you dress if you wear makeup well there's no there's no age yeah. you know, like it's kind of something you have to do it's it's a very weird like flip of like men for a long time not being allowed whereas women it, it, it's literally the opposite side of the coin where it's like there's a lot of pressure or there was a lot of pressure to wear it to look like acceptable like if you were going to mm-hmm. an event you would wear makeup to show respect because no one should have to look at your naked face you know and now I'm now I realize that like I think it's I think it's more like if it should be more like if I want to wear makeup then I will and if mm-hmm. I don't then I won't um and mm-hmm. same with clothes like the fact the fact that women don't have pockets like it's still a thing um you know what I mean oh my god (laughs) um so that's the only way I can kind of relate but I feel like I'm still doing that because things things that are girly or effeminate we're just always seen as bad and I think the two of us are learning parts of that as we go to be like absolutely you can like whatever you like it's all just fun you know it's all mm-hmm. whatever whatever anyone's hobby is whether it's sport or theater it's all just made up fun stuff to do while we're here uh-huh. it's all just distractions from death you know until you know <laughs> um so i i love i love hearing that you're like allowing this like love of of the things that you um like to just take over it's just, well it's just like who cares at the end of the day i think and i think that's the thing as you get older as well in terms of like your outlook on everything not not specifically sexuality or gender or anything but you just yeah. kind of give less fucks the older you get <laughs> yeah, and true. i just think i think it's really liberating i mean i'm not old by any stretch i'm you know younger than yourself um but i just think like if i give like this few fucks now at 27 mm-hmm. i'm gonna be living my best life when i'm 40 50 60 mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be giving shits for anything exactly <laughs> you know yeah exactly and that's just um yeah that's that's the best part of it like is that the 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 thing the thing that gay people uh, and and women want is to be left alone (laughs) that is the right that we want is just to have our like just just leave me alone to do what I want to do do you know like just let me enjoy what I enjoy what Mm -hmm. what's the problem you know so I do Mm -hmm. think we're going in the right direction um and yeah it's been it's been um i would say probably well it's obviously been the best time to be a gay person in the in in history um but i still think like it's so exciting to look at the future and you know just think about how but also of- though when you go back to like again this is just very very lightly touching upon but i remember studying this like theory about how about language and definitions and how language defines us yeah. and like in like in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, mm-hmm. there was no gay or straight. There was mm-hmm. no, because the, the definition and the language hadn't been invented and, and yeah. that label didn't exist at that point. 
So yeah. you could sleep with men and it was absolutely fine. You could sleep with women and it was absolutely fine and vice versa. You could mix it up and it was absolutely fine because mm. there wasn't the language to make us conform to those mm. ideals. So yeah. That's true too, yeah. Just, that just kind of spurred me because you were like, oh, now is the best time to be gay. And it's like, it is. But there prob I do think there was also a time when like, the definition of what is gay today in terms of like a man being with another man yeah you could have been that way in mm -hmm. the times of ancient greece and yeah. it was absolutely fine mm -hmm. you know that's true. yeah that is true um yeah that is interesting um, philosophical note for us to uh <laughs> to end on <laughs> yeah we are a history podcast as everyone knows um, yes, yes. Herding prattle goes goes back in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so we are um, we're very happy um, with this big gay ep, and we hope you are too. Yeah, um, ah, and I, I mean, I feel like we could just talk about this for hours, but I think the takeaway from what we've kind of spoke about today is just like, yeah, just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Be like unapologetically yourself because the time that you waste pretending not to be isn't worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, like, when people express themselves and, you know, receive, like, homophobic attacks, um, you know, like verbal or, like, bullying or whatever, like, that, that is still going to happen. Yeah. But you're there's much more of a, a vocal safety net now of other people who will back you up and who will mm -hmm. be like that was 100 percent wrong do you know mm -hmm. that even even for things that are still shit about it it's still getting better do you know and, mm -hmm. and it gets better that's that's the truth i mean that's the I think thing now but in terms of it getting better something we should end on i think because we haven't really spoke about it and neither of us necessarily have any cause to speak about it because it doesn't apply to us but just in terms of representation and things getting better, we should also acknowledge um, trans people, you know, in this episode about LGBTQ people, that includes trans people who to this day, you know, there's virtually zero representation. But just in terms of you saying it gets better, how fucking cool that in uh, President Biden's acceptance speech of the presidency, he was the first president in history to uh, verbally acknowledge trans people as well as gay and LGBT people but the first president to acknowledge trans people as well yeah that was amazing especially the pendulum swing coming from Trump um, banning transgender people in the military to be yeah. accepted by your next president yeah. is, um, it's just a massive uh, swing and I hope hope for the future That's what I hope so I hope so and I think so um and i think that that's where we'll we'll end this this big gay chat on a positive note a hope for the future um and yeah what uh what are you gonna do with your night are you gonna do something gay yeah i'm gonna um probably rewatch judy <laughs> <laughs> the gayest of all i can think of oh, how wonderful <laughs> Um, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna swish your scarf around your neck? Uh, a couple oh, of I can't tell you what gay things I'm gonna do tonight because it's not PG. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> okay, well enjoy and speak to you next week. We will see you next week. Thank you guys. Bye.